Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using the code TBPN during signup. Download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars. I say this every week, millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network. And you can get a free shot at, one more time, millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Boom. Finally nailed that. (laughs) You got it. You got it. No stumbling. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? You stumbled. You stumbled your intro for the first time. It like hung there a little bit. Oh, I don't think I did. Let's check the instant replay. Play it back. (laughs) This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke. Coach Walton, what up, Coach? No, that's not fair. <laughs> you can't do it again. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in. Please subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your pods. If you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and throw us a comment. Best way for us to grow. Also, Luke Walton talks later. Ugh. See, I did it there. <laughs> Let's check the replay. Never mind. Uh, Luke Walton Talks Lakers is also part of the Basketball Podcast Network. So be sure to check out the other great shows on the network and use TBPN. Please follow us on social media. You can find all the links at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Thank you, Luke. Let's get into it. So, Luke, uh, in or out, Anthony Davis's signature play is officially the game ceiling block. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. From his, from his college days, man, like that is, that's the man. That's who he is. And oh God, how refreshing listeners, Laker fam, it is to see that again. It, it, oh, so nice. Who else, who else is like the, the offensive superstar that seals the game? You know, I'll, I'll hit a three and yell Kobe, but most of the time I'm just going to block that shit. And look, I don't want to hear about that it was like a five-foot Argentinian man that he blocked last night, <laughs> no, okay? No. I don't care. I don't care. It counted all the same. He's like at 80%. That's, that's what he needed. That was the building block that he needed. He'll work his way up to Kevin Durant. Yes, yes. Call you got it to start now. somewhere and I'll take it. Call I'll it take it, it any way I can get it. If, if Anthony Davis blocks Kevin Durant to win us a finals game... Uh, Ooh, that would be... I might... That might be like, I wouldn't go streaking because I'm like too old to do something like that. I'd get arrested, but I'd go running around the block wearing only running shorts, probably waking up my neighbors. Yeah. I would like drive to the store and buy champagne just to 
pop it and spread all over the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that yeah. my dog would be scared. He probably would howl. <laughs> I would be too. In, yeah. Uh, all right. Luke, in or out, I'm very glad that we didn't record a podcast episode right after the Raptors game. In, especially because our last episode was called Why Winning Doesn't Matter. <laughs> and after that game, boy, did it really feel like it mattered. Um, yeah, no, we've got some more perspective and we're going to talk about that on this pod. But I'm, I'm really glad that we didn't do it because I would have overreacted. And I'm, I'm ready to, to provide our listeners the, um, the sort of levity that they expect from this program. Yes, I'm ready to appropriately react. <laughs> Um, with our, all right, with our Luke, expert takes. Yes, yes. Uh, Luke, in or out, whoever came up with this play-in tournament needs to be fired. Dog, no. I think it's yeah. still a good idea. Like you, yes. have a, you have a short yeah. season. Like You got you to hedge that in some way, so no. Yes. Sorry, Bron, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, but also, here's the thing. I want, I want people to go back and watch the clip. He's obviously mad. Mm-hmm. Right, he he didn't sit down, fold his hands, and say, yeah. "I've thought about it." Yeah, and whoever came up with this shit needs to be fired. <laughs> right, right. Like he's 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 being asked about leaving a game early in which they got totally torched by a shitty team that mm-hmm. they should have beaten mm-hmm. that has playoff implications mm-hmm. and potentially puts them in the play in. He's like, man, whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. Mm-hmm. That's like a off the cuff thing. Like LeBron doesn't, he, first of all, he knows that no one person is responsible for that decision. Yeah, of course. And second of all, he doesn't want that person fired. No. People need to calm down. No. His point is, is like, and he's not a hypocrite either. It's like, it, it it's one of those things where it's like, like, I don't think, I don't think that his opinion of it is actually any different now than it was a month ago. No, I, it's just that it affects him now. And so he, you know, yeah, and it, would rather not be the case, but I'm sure he gets why it's the case. It's more of like a saying, like, yeah, like, I hate this. It's it's basically yes. just being like, I hate the situation, and I hate that yes. we're having to talk about yes. this, and that I'm part of that conversation. Yes, hundred percent. And also, we would have way more listeners if we didn't have that take. People like actually listen to Skip Bayless. Is that like why don't why didn't everybody block him? I don't know, dude. People still listen to Jason Whitlock too. Like yeah, I don't know, yeah. block train. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Luke, in or out, Magic Johnson does not know the difference between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. Doug, I don't. I don't. I messed that up too. <laughs> That's why I thought it was so funny. I've done that, I think, on the pod. Like, yeah, subbing we've the Nuggets to the Jazz. So, like, but seeing, that, seeing that tweet, I couldn't roast him that much because I'm like, dude, I do that all the time. They're so similar. I don't know what it is about the uniform, something. All right, but here's the thing. States, they're close. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like Salt Lake and Denver are, are you know, comparable. Yeah, sister cities, cities of sorts, yeah. You know, mountain, mountain cities sort of. Yeah, elevation. Um, no, what made it terrible was that like when he tweeted last night that the Lakers beat the Jazz, it was like we had just <laughs> finished the game. It, 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 it wasn't like him reaching back into, into, into time and thinking about a series and getting it wrong. It was like, dude, it, like... We just spent three hours thinking about the Nuggets, and you—it it just proved to me that he did not watch the game. I think really is what it comes down to. He's or a, he's a he's a casual, or that he's a social media genius, and Get that he's, here. he's he's been he's been baiting us this whole time ever since he left as being GM to be like, I just tweet facts like the news, ah. and then he's like, okay, it's my moment. 
No, it's just a like, parody of himself. I think no, I I think that Bird Happily is <laughs> is Bird Happily. It's not a, it's not a it's not a bit. Uh yeah. He's yeah. he's old, man. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think what it really comes down to is you heard it here first. Magic Johnson is casual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real quick, in or out? Magic Johnson top five player for you? Like, I'm well, not going to yeah. make you list the other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, I, agree. yeah. I agree. Well, I was going to ask Lakers or whole league, whole but league. either way, the answer is okay, yes yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he is like. Uh. I would say he would be in the conversation for me of greatest all time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what both, I think. The, both, no, but I think that's both Lakers and the league. But I think that's what top five means. Yeah. It's they, yeah. They're like, they're, we've talked about this all the time, just in like the regular season, there are tiers. There's all-star, there's superstar and there's elite, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like the top, top guys are all in contention depending on your yeah. lens, you know, like, like magic Johnson, like what he did for the game in the same way that, I don't know, if you players. were one of the guys who had the torch mm-hmm. at some yeah, point, that's fair. Right. then yes, yeah, right, and yeah, yeah. and very clearly, very famously, that torch torch got passed in nineteen ninety one in the finals to yeah. to Michael Jordan. Yep. Um. All right, Luke, <laughs> famed member to, of the Jazz. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Luke. Um, in or out, Marcus Gasol should have a consistent role in minutes on this team. Come on, man. Of course. We've been talking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think Vogel agrees. I bet you. I I bet you Vogel agrees. Yeah, of course. I think he does, but his comments weren't necessarily indicating that a week or so ago. Yeah, but like, okay, there's a part of me that wants Vogel to be Phil Jackson to just be like, you know, like I'm I'm rich, bitch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you what I think and coach through the media and all that kind of stuff. But Vogel is just, he, he doesn't let on. He's like Palinka, man. Like he keeps yeah. it close to the best. I mean, best. Vogel needs like, you know, six or seven more championships before he can. Of course. But he won't, he'll never be that. He, he, no. he does the media stuff as like, a, okay. You know, it's, it, it's about the locker room. And to, if you gave him truth serum and you asked him, he'd be like, yeah, Drummond's not going to play more than Gasol. Yeah, unless I, he proves it. Unless he proves yeah, it, and this yeah. is his chance to prove it, and he yeah. he hasn't. Yeah, let's be real. So let, let me. All right, so I'm in on this. I I do agree with you that, that Gasol needs to have a consistent role in minutes on this team, and I want to talk to you a little bit later about what we think that sort of role in those minutes should look like. Because mm-hmm. I may have actually kind of changed my opinion on this a little bit. Cool. Um, Great. Uh, so Luke, kind of in line with this, in or out. Drummond doesn't make sense, does not make sense on this team without LeBron. I agree. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't. That's where I'm starting to come to. He he makes sense more without LeBron and Davis. He doesn't make sense with with Davis and no LeBron. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, man, I mean... I don't really have a lot nice to say about Drummond at the moment. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that he was one of the few players who tried hard down the stretch of that Raptors game. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I, I don't I don't really have a kind word for him at the moment. But the thing I'm I'm really starting to come to realize is that like he his 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 role in this team makes no sense without LeBron. And it and it's because of the way that those two players can theoretically play off of one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And the type of and, pick and roll that they can run and the, the screens that they can set for each other and stuff. And without Braun, it's just like this lumbering center who clogs the paint for AD, who doesn't try always try hard. And it's just a weird, weird matchup. And think about, I don't know, for me, the reason why I have LeBron as greatest of all time now is the way that he amplifies other positions. And the two positions that I think he amplifies the most is the center spot and the point guard spot. Because he turns mm-hmm. the point guard into a beautiful combo player. And that's why we talk about Alex Caruso being such a great fit. And re- remember yeah. those Cleveland teams where, and I, this is like case in point. Yeah, Della Vadova. And, and yeah. It's like, oh, he's an all star. It's like, is he? Is he really? You know? No, but, but yeah. But it's, yeah, but in that, in that situation, yeah. he kind of was. And, yes. and when, when Kyrie and Kevin Love were both down, they still had good enough pieces. And I, I feel like that's what, that's what Mund gives us is that, like, he can be multiplied by LeBron. And if God forbid Davis missed a game, I feel like that would be the game that Drummond would be most important. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, More so than Gasol because of the above the rim, big body roller kind of threat, I think. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think. I don't want to tip my hat too much, but I kind of think that... um, I really like the idea of having LeBron and Gasol mm-hmm. on the floor, one, one of the two of them at Ooh, all times, sort of. I like That's kind of where I'm coming to. The Rondo, the Rondo sort of, yeah. sort of role yeah, of calling out plays. Just and the stuff. way that the offense was running through him yeah. last night yeah, with, with, a, a line, with lineups that like really shouldn't have been able to hang with the Nuggets on offense at least was, I think was kind of a, a like... It reminded me of what we talked about when we talked about Gasol at the beginning of the season. Yes. And what he could be and what he could do and how he could play. The ultimate and pickup it, player. Yeah. Right? It kind of made me... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it it kind of made me realize like, oh, wait, maybe where that skill set is most useful is actually in some of these like bench lineups or non-LeBron lineups mm. where where we kind of like, if we don't have a real playmaker on the team, we don't get a lot of great ball movement. We don't get a lot of great like side-to-side action going. Mm-hmm. And he just unlocks all of that when he's when he's operating from the top of the key. It's pretty cool. And it's pretty fun watching him against Jokic because yeah. there are a lot of similarities there, man. <laughs> Obviously, Jokic is, is better in a lot of ways, but... It is fun watching those two go head to head, and I, I. It was a cool, yeah. It was a cool, and and Gasol has a lot of pride. He, yeah, he, he does. wanted to show that he could still hang with a guy like Jokic, and I think that Jokic looks up to him. I could kind of see it in their banter. I don't know. I mean, yeah. and talking about like a European paving the way for that guy. I mean, I don't know. I I, I mean, I think, I think there's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Gasol brothers. In terms of, especially in terms of like European bigs, yeah, with but the, even aside, even yeah. aside from that, or like some of the best passing big men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a huge part of Jokic's game. So I'm sure in some way he's probably learned from those guys or looked up to them or admired at least some parts of that skill set within them. Totally. Um. All right, Luke. Speaking of LeBron, <laughs> in or out? LeBron came back too early. I, I'm I'm out just because it's really hard for me to question LeBron about his own body. Um, and we don't have practices. So it's kind of like we're practicing on the court and he's day-to-day. I feel like that's an important part of this is that initial reports were like, oh, he strained his ankle, it's worse. I think that ultimately what ended up happening is that 
he just kind of saw where he was at and he needs a little bit of rest. But I think that's all part of the loosening up process. I know like mm-hmm. when I've sprained ankles, it's like at a certain point you got to start using it again. Yeah. And, and, and by doing that, it's going to hurt, but that's like part of breaking down the inflammation in my opinion. So I'm, I'm in on this. I, I think okay. he came back too early, yeah. but let me, let me caveat it with this. Okay. Hit me. I think that there's this weird thing that you've got to do when you coach LeBron okay. where you kind of have to let him do his thing sometimes, right? I think if he was any other player, maybe even if he was Anthony Davis, he probably wouldn't have come back. Mm-hmm. But he's okay. LeBron and, yeah. he, and he gets a certain level of deference from the coaching staff. I, I think that, it, you know, I mean, he was tweeting that he was like working out at like a local high school gym in Orlando. Mm-hmm. There were reports that he had had zero five-on-five practice time yeah. before he came back. And, and what I don't love mm-hmm. is that we lost both games that he came back for. So it yes. wasn't even like he helped us get wins. No. We're going to miss him for two really important games yeah. against the Clippers and Portland Trailblazers. And we already missed him for one important game against the Nuggets that we pulled out without him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, man, like, we probably would have been okay against the Kings and Raptors without him is sort of what I'm thinking, right? Like, I think if we were trying to be a little more strategic, it probably would have been like, hey, we can probably hang with these teams without you, but let's get you back for for Nuggets and for Clippers and for Portland. But but here's the other thing. If he is going to come back in those those games, those Kings and Raptors games, Mm -hmm. dude, he played like uh, 30... I think 32 and 28 minutes Mm -hmm. in those games. Mm -hmm. Come back and play like... 12 minutes, 15 minutes in your first one, <laughs> yeah. 20, 25 minutes in your second. Don't like go like guns blazing out the first game. Yeah. Well, he, that's the part that was a little crazy to me. Well, he wasn't playing guns blazing. He was settling for threes. He was doing I know. His thing, yeah, that's you fair. Know. But it's still, it's yeah, still like minutes fair. on the court, right. banging bodies, mm-hmm. like potential for re injury. No, I hear so. you. I hear you. No, no, I think those are all fair points. A quick counterpoint is LeBron might have known that. It might have known, yeah, you know, even if I'm like kind of coasting on these games, we still might have a shot on these two. It's fair. And, it's fair. and maybe he doesn't care. Vogel didn't care. They None of them <laughs> cared. This is like, I think a really important thing for our listeners to uh, at least understand. And, and this has helped me in my coping process. They didn't care about these games. We titled our last pod, winning doesn't matter for a reason because it, it that was the message coming from Vogel. It's not the message that we're sending out in the world. It's the message that we're hearing from the team. If you if you read between the lines, that's what's that's what they're saying. And then you drop six of seven. Like that that's yeah. what happens. But yeah. they were caring more about getting AD his reps and getting him feeling touches and getting his stamina back than actually winning games. They were caring more about film between Mund and AD, more about winning games. And in the same way, LeBron was caring more about, you know, getting on the court against some lesser competition that's not like he doesn't want to have to bump against Kawhi Leonard in the post right now. Yeah, I you get know, it. his that's first fair. game back. Like that's fair. Give him Siakam and let him score thirty. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I I get what you're coming from on that. one. Not that I like it. I feel like that has to no, be clear. But I, I want to win. But I, I yeah. yeah, I understand. Um, all right. How about this one? This one's a little less like critical, but I just think it's funny. Um, in or out, Keith needs to stop shooting threes. And can Dude. I give you the, the context for me asking this? Well, I've seen it, man. 
It's been Can I give you the context? Ugh. Can I give you the stats? Yeah, give lay it on me, man. Keith has not made a single three-point shot. And this was pointed out by Bill Oram. He has not made a single three-point shot since we played the Jazz on April 17th. He is 0 for 24 in the last eight games. 0 for 24. In or out, Markeith needs to stop shooting threes. Keep chucking him, man. Yeah, I'm out on this. Keep shooting. Because he's he a good shooter. 41% in March. He's a good shooter. And we remember, yeah. remember the last playoffs, how much we needed his shooting? Yes, he's, he's, we absolutely need him to keep shooting. He's a big part of unlocking this team, especially if we need to fall back on lineups that have experience playing with each other. I understand they don't have recent experience playing with each other, but they do have high stakes experience understanding each other's you know, motivations and, and, and tendencies. Well, here's my question. What kind of looks has he been getting in the last eight games? That's fair. That's fair. He's had some. I've yes, sit there. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like, think oh, he's on a is. cold streak. No, I think he's on a cold streak for sure. But the role, his what I would say is like over the last eight games, we have seen his role shift as AD has come back. Yeah. Right. And and with LeBron for a couple of games, so I just mm-hmm. I'm actually not that worried about this. Mm-hmm. I think that Keith will be fine. Mm-hmm. He needs to keep shooting. Yes. Shooter's got to shoot. And this plays into our point with Vogel. Get those shots up. Get yeah. get get the slump out now. <laughs> That's way yeah. better than in the first yeah, round seriously. and dropping against the Nuggets. Like get them out now. Seriously, seriously. So, Luke, with it with all this in mind, with the the slumping and all this kind of yep. stuff, in or out. This is just a classic LeBron team looking vulnerable in the weeks leading up to the playoffs. We see this every year. And then they turn it on, they flip the switch, come playoff time. Yes and no. I'm half in, half out. I'm in on the side of, I think part of the byproduct of why LeBron teams look vulnerable in the weeks leading up to the playoffs is they're trying to, they're prioritizing health. And that is very clearly what we're doing. Out because there are some things that, in or out, no, I don't want to go there. Schroeder, Schroeder, <laughs> Schroeder has COVID. Oh. Schroeder has COVID, right? You think he, you think he has I it think or he's, he just got exposed to it? I think it? he's got it. Mm. I mean, you called it with Mark, so yeah. your record's pretty sterling. I think he's got it. Um, so like there are some things that it's like, like, you know, LeBron even lamented this. We're out our starting point guard because LeBron yeah. didn't want to be the starting point guard. Read between the lines there. He didn't want it. You know, yeah. he was kind of like, yeah, I, I was fair. hoping to play off ball, like spot up for that's threes. Fair. Now I got to handle the ball. Like, That's fair. So yes and no, but I, I look, I, I think I know it. where you wanted to go. Yeah. And I, I, so let me, let me just put it this way. Yep. I think this is a Vax positive podcast. Yeah. I, we're both. Yes. And we support it and we encourage everyone to, to do so. Totally. But these are individuals who get to make their own choices and make their own choices for their own reasons. And so like, I think it is fine for us to say, I wish that Truder and LeBron were vaccinated just yeah. because I think it's a good thing. And I would like them to be less likely to get a, a disease that could impact them or their families, but also because I'd love Schroeder to be playing right now, I selfishly. I know, seriously. You know, so, you know, I, I think it's okay to say that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Without casting, you know, too much judgment on their, they, you know, their decision making. Yeah, no, it's their own body. They do whatever they want. It, but at the same time, I mean, like if anybody's worried about the second doses, I mean, I had a fever, but it lasted a day, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, just like get a good video yeah. game and like, good. 
Look, I hope you're wrong. I hope that he doesn't actually have it. One, obviously for his his sake. Yeah. Uh, but also just because that would, you know, actually recovering from it is different than not having to recover from just being exposed and sitting around for a few days. For sure. Um, we'll see. But I mean, we'll yeah, see by the duration. I mean, he's at, well, they said 10 to 14 days. Well, so that's the whole rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I I know you you called it last time, so I, I I'm I'm willing to go with you on that. <laughs> um, all right, so look, let's just let's jump into one last in or out, and I think this is going to be a, a longer one. Okay. So Luke, in or out, winning doesn't matter. Uh, I think it does matter, especially when we're talking six out of seven games. I don't think winning matters. If you're, if like we were talking last last time, where it's like you float around 500, 400 balls, yes, yes. that's acceptable. Yes. When you slip down to 100 ball and you're like winning one game a week, people can't function. I mean, function. in that case, that's, you could fall out of the playoff race. Well, like it's not actually even yeah, a exactly, joke. Exactly. Well, like, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll pr- probably still be in the play in, but like the psychological effect of that level of winning doesn't matter is absurd. And so, uh, but at the same time, at the same time, I want to, I want to say this might've been a real blessing in disguise, a knock, not just a knock, a slap upside the head Mm -hmm. of saying, don't be that arrogant. You just get, you don't get to just sleepwalk through this. No, earn this, earn this. And yeah. yeah. And I want to, I'll talk more about kind of the psychological things that I think are uh, playing playing a role because this is so different from last year, but this yeah. season is so different from last year. Yeah. And so I don't blame these guys for letting their foot off the gas, especially when LeBron and AD come back, especially when the coaching staff is showing like, let's put a bunch of bad defenders out there and see what happens. See what happens, yeah. So look, I, I am in on this. I am in on this notion that winning doesn't matter, but I 100% <laughs> agree with you. And look, so the reason arrogant. that I brought... <laughs> The reason that I the reason that I wanted to bring this up, yeah, it's it's a pretty meta in or out because it's like self referential to our previous podcast episode, mm-hmm. and I don't normally like being that arrogant about this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But we got like a lot of flack for it on 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 the soch on the soch, right? Yeah. Uh, I specifically want to shout out Mark V on Instagram. I hope you're listening because he was like messaging messaging us last night, being like, "Uh, but doesn't it matter?" Like kind of hitting us with like a you play to win the games kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, we're like, listen to the pod. And he was like, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> he's like, but still, doesn't it matter? No, it's fair. It's fair. It's good. You know? Um, and so, yeah, here's what I would say. I think when you and I say winning doesn't matter, it's based on the assumption that like you said, we'll win most or at least like a fair number of our games, just, even if just we're through like talent. practicing stuff. Just because just we're yeah. talent. Yes. Exactly. Yes. If you and I knew that like you just said, that 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 not focusing on actually winning the games would result in losing six of seven, then we wouldn't, you know, like no one no one wants that. Let, let me put it a different way, Mark V. Instead of saying winning doesn't matter, we could have titled the pod playing for something greater. There you go. Yeah, there you it's go. It's the same. That's the same meaning, really. Yeah. One was just yeah. a little bit harsher. And like if there's a tongue-in-cheek aspect of winning doesn't matter of both saying like Lakers arrogance is okay and back. We're trying to repeat as champions. And it's also saying, like, when are we going to turn this on? And when yeah. are we better? 
You know? Yeah, yeah, there, of course. There's, there's I think it's like also a, saying yeah. like, hey, Laker fans, like, take, take a breath. It, that's okay. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, don't be chicken little here. But at the same time, you know, I like seeing guys like AD come out after the six out of seven games losing and being like, we got to win. And then they go yeah. and smack the Nuggets. It's like yes. the, their, their probable opponent in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Chef's yeah, kiss. For sure. Beautiful. For sure. I'm with you. Uh, and also listeners, hit us up on IG and trash talk us. And oh, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about you on the pod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw in your last initial too. It'll be great. Well, that's his name on, on, on Instagram. Marky V. I don't know what his last name is. I would have said the whole thing if I knew it. I would have doxed him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. That's a new phrase I learned. Um, oh, really? You're new to the doxing? No, no, game? I knew okay. it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, no, I watched this like cue into the storm documentary where they like had to explain all this internet lingo and it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, the- all right. So, uh, uh, Luke, Let's talk about the team just kind of broadly. Yeah. We've gotten into a lot of this stuff, but just let me level set real quick. 37 and 28 right now. We are two and three since the last podcast uh, with losses to, God, it hurts to say this, the Wizards, Kings, and Raptors. Brutal. <laughs> also, aren't those are like kind of like the weirdest basketball names. Kings is maybe normal, but Wizards and Raptors are definitely two of the like more out there basketball names. Totally. Is bullets, by, is bullets better? <laughs> I, I kind of think it is. But, um, uh, followed by wins to one of the other worst names, the Magic. Uh, we win against the Magic and uh, the Nuggets, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything you want to talk about in these games, I, I, to be honest, there's not a whole lot I want to talk about. There's a couple points, but anything you want to you start with? I think we're going to get into the rest of it just when we're zeroing on individual players because that that was the story for me was some bad lineups with some negative defenders plus some individual players struggling and also the value of leadership like i i don't know i Mm. i feel like people (laughs) neglect this because like it's so easy to become very cerebral about basketball but so much of it is very simple and it's very human and that's part of the reason why i like the sport so much you're in a group there's a clear leader. There's somebody that's more talented talented than everyone else in the group and you look to them and they're just kind of fucking around or they're yeah. like not making a rotation or they're winded and they're struggling. Mm. Like, what do you do? I mean, it, it, it's yeah. natural. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Oh, so, oh, 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 I, I remembered. Okay, so I, I texted you this very cryptic thing. I was on, a, I was yeah, walking my dog. Yes, I've been <laughs> waiting for you to decide when it is you want to bring this up. Now's the time. So, okay. um, I was, I, I texted you, I was like, for the pod, project-oriented mindset. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, so I work in, I work in ev- events, put on events. There is something that's very powerful about having a deadline and a due date where you're able to muster a lot more strength and willpower before that due date. But then if you push that due date and you continue it a little bit longer, the team just cracks and fails. Ah, uh, interesting, okay. So to me, the, the due date here was LeBron and AD coming back. So the role okay. players are playing above what their critical capacity is. They're in the red zone of what they're able to deliver. And that's part of the reason why we were able to be a 500 ball club when we probably shouldn't have been. And we were celebrating that. Yeah. They were pushing themselves 
past the point of endurance, past the point of their comfort level. And then LeBron and AD come back and they try and settle back into their old roles because they're kind of gassed. And LeBron and AD come back and they're gassed. Yeah. So I think okay. there's that, that's, that's my theory of this is that okay. like they were pushing to this, this line after which they wouldn't have to push anymore. They hit there and they had to keep pushing. Interesting. Okay, I like that. You know, it was funny. Um, I did some Googling when you sent me that just because I didn't want to be left entirely unprepared <laughs> for, for talking to you about this. So uh, I would say like the alternate, th- a lot of this comes down to like, um, uh, interestingly, like, like, like a lot of the sort of um, academia around project-oriented mindset uh-huh. or project mindset is written from like, product managers and eng team leaders and like agile leadership and scrum yep. Yep. method and stuff like that and there's a there's sort of a split and a debate between a project mindset and a product mindset mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what's interesting is i think what you're describing is is correct i think that those players the guys who kind of had to hold it down for us for sure had a project mindset which was like just like you said we are uh, a tiger team that's sort of been brought together because of availability and because of sort of you know resource allocation to try to get this done in a certain period of time. But what we're also saying is that at the same time, Vogel and the coaching staff are taking a product mindset. Ooh, I like this. Okay, which is we're going to sacrifice short-term deliverables here and there for like long-term product viability, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't care so much about intermediate, like are we are we, you know, like hitting every KPI every day? Are we like handling the the press correctly or whatever? Right? Mm. It's all about like if we build a great product yeah. from from the core, that will, you know, that will sustain us longer term. So I, I think your point is a great one. And I just wanted to add that on because I took the time to Google what you cryptically sent me. <laughs> but, that, but that's that's really good because that, that paints a broader picture and also is kind of naturally is going to lead to a lot of pain when you have the the project-minded folks that are saying, okay, just wait till this calendar day. Remember, remember Schroeder in his post-game interviews? He was kind of like, oh, I know when LeBron's coming back. Yeah. They yeah. had that circled on yeah. their calendar. Kuz was like, like it better be soon, like kind of tongue in cheek, knowing that it was going to be like the next game or two. So that happens, that date passes. Everybody's like, oh God, we're finally here. Drop, 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 drop. And then, well, but then look at what changes it. The product's back. AD is back. Yeah. And now everything around in that universe that goes around that center of gravity, it all starts to pull. And nobody's having to play that. Everybody's playing hard. Caruso's playing out of his mind. But that's yes. that's how he plays. It, it, he's not having to do things that he's not as much. He's not having to be as much of the primary ball handler every play. Yeah. He's yeah. able to cut a passing lane and get a fast break and scrap. It's like yeah. he's back in his role. It's beautiful. Totally. Which I love. I love seeing. I loved seeing him get the start. Oh yeah. I mean, I still think he's not. He does. He doesn't quite have the impact that he has when LeBron is oh, on of course not. our team. Of course not. But it was. It was good to see. It was good to like. I think you and I have been pretty consistent in our belief that the coaching staff believes in Caruso mm-hmm. when it matters, and this is the first game where it's mattered in quite a while. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. And I thought it was pretty telling that they turned to him and they turned to Gasol. Also, I got to give a shout out to KCP. I've roasted his ball handling for so long. <laughs> he's gotten better this year. I really yeah. think he's gotten better as a ball handler this year. I cutting agree. and slashing. It's, I agree. It's, you know, you know who else they turned to last night? Mm-hmm. Wes Matthews. Yeah. Wes he, Matthews. He's going to get playoff rotation. I really believe yeah. it. I think that Wes and Gasol are going to be two of the big beneficiaries of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think um, when I'm looking at minutes here, Yeah, I mean, those guys... Yeah, actually, interestingly, Wes, Gasol, and Macklemore had all had 17, which is kind of interesting. I think they played quite a bit together, actually. But Great. I kind of think you can you can handle having a guy like Ben on the floor yep. when you have solid defenders like Gasol and, and Matthews out there with him. Exactly. And we know this with Vogel, and that that this is one of the things that makes me not panic as much in these situations, is we know that Vogel tightens the lineup when he needs to. Yeah. He, we so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but No, no, go ahead. Bontrez Ooh. He's start he's starting to look like the odd man out now. I, yeah, I yeah, I think I think that he is Look, here here's the case for for Montrez. Okay? Mm-hmm. If we play uh Trying to think who would be like a good matchup for him. If we play maybe the Clippers, okay, I could see Montrez having some important Suns. games for us. Suns, Suns, yeah, Suns for sure. Sarge, yeah, uh, Jazz in their in their bench lineups. Uh-huh. I could see that. I don't see us playing this team, but if we were to play the Portland Trailblazers, for example, I think that Trez mm-hmm. could be huge. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for him, though, that the path seems to be through Jokic. Yeah. You know? Totally. And and we saw that last year. I, I think that he would be less of a net negative on the Lakers than he was on the Clippers. Totally. That's, but I that's, still part, think, that's part of the beauty of having Drummond now. Yeah, gotta, sure. But I, but I still think that Trez would be a hard matchup for us to sustain. Totally. Also, we need scoring less with LeBron yeah. and AD. We want him like facing up off the dribble from the mid range, like never in the playoffs. It depends on who he's playing, but in a lot but of when is that really what you want? When is Trez's ISO game really the best option for us in a in a game? Yeah, best option. Okay, let me let me paint a different picture. Only in a game where we're in like a kind of a bad situation and we need someone to just like get some buckets and bail yeah, us out. That's fair. Or yeah. yeah, or you kind of the momentum slips. Different different circumstance where I could see Trez being more valuable than Drummond or Gasol is a THT led lineup where he is the primary ball handler cutting. I feel like like we've talked about Drummond not being I see you shaking your head in our, our audience is yeah. this body like okay here here's here's the reason why I'm thinking this and, okay. and feel free to push back. Hit, hit me with it. Drummond is not we've talked about this. Drummond is not great at finishing around the rim despite his no. size in part because of his size cuz that's a lot of man to get, I don't know I don't know I think okay, there's a okay, lot of guys okay, fair. as big or bigger than him that they can, get can dunk a ball about a basketball just okay, fine fair. That's, LeBron can um, yeah. I digress he is not Drummond we agree here Drummond is not as good around the rim or close in the basket as um, just about anybody in the NBA <laughs> fair. 
But Montrez is elite at finishing stuff. Not yes. necessarily, yes, he's yes, not he necessarily is. the above the rim threat as, you know, we had with, I don't know, Dwight Howard or JaVale. Yeah. Um, but he's he's better than them in other ways with their with yes. his floaters, with his creativity, yes. with his box outs, and yes. in, in his his you know his ingenuity there. I feel like he and THT fit in a really complementary complementary way, in terms of THT being this like slithery man, <laughs> this you know warps and distorts defenses. And I think that Trez is a great finisher for THT. So okay, so yes, I think offensively I'm with you. Okay. I think that would be cool. I just don't think we could sustain that defensively I, in a playoff I, series. I, I, unfortunately, I agree. I, I kind of think that if THT is on the floor as a primary ball handler, like Gasol has to be out there, or Anthony yeah. Davis has to be out there. Yeah, some probably. really really stout. I don't mean physically, but yeah. like some really solid backline defender who can call out plays and yeah, yes, and yep. who can who can like make up for THT getting stuck in no man's land on the weak side. I, kind of stuff. I heard this on the Laker film room pod and I really liked it. They, they were talking about how the center on defense is one of the only people that can see the whole court. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. think that's a really good point in terms of having someone like a solar AD be able to call out, don't ice that screen. Be, like, yeah. you know, seeing things, Drummond is not great at that. Trez is not great at that. Yeah. And we're that's, gonna, that's definitely Mark's strength for sure. And, and AD is and pretty good at it. And it's also like the main thing that I think Vogel cares about, so. Yeah. You know. So, so look, I want to talk just because of what we saw last night about specifically the role we see for for Drummond and Mark. And Mm -hmm. I think listeners might be being like, man, you guys are really stuck on Drummond and Mark. I think that it is the most critical question Mm. for the Lakers to answer in the next like two and a half weeks. I, 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 I really truly believe that. I think that figuring this out is like really the, the last puzzle piece for us. I don't I don't think you're wrong especially when you consider you know, if, if we have health you know um that lineups are usually 8 or 9 men deep if that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know so when playing time stretches who who's the center that's going to take the other 20 minutes a game at the 5? Yeah. So here's where I'm kind of landing with this, okay? Mhm. And hear, hear me out on this. Right now, we're talking about a, a three-man center rotation. So we're right? taking Trez out. No, no, no. Okay, with, with Trez, with like, Trez. like Vogel talks about having three centers, and he's saying Trez. Oh, taking Gasol. taking AD out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, During the regular season, okay. he doesn't talk about AD as a center. He talks about AD as a power forward, <laughs> right? So when he says we have a three-man center rotation, yeah. he's talking about Drummond, Gasol, and Harrell. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but you and I both know that that is not the center rotation when it comes to the playoffs. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, yep. So he, here's my thinking. I'm fine with Mund starting mm-hmm. because that means he's with LeBron James, mm-hmm. and as I said early on, I don't really think he should be out be out there without LeBron. I don't think it makes sense. So I think that he should start, and I think wow, that, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a development. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a big 180 for me. Yeah. I think that come playoff time, he should start. But I think that as soon as LeBron is off the floor, mm-hmm. Gasol should be on the floor. Cool. Right? Mm-hmm. Unless there's a very strange matchup reason why he's why he's not, mm-hmm. but for the most part I think he should be on the floor. Uh during like that first kind of line, not first lineup change, but when LeBron first comes out, right? 
I think that then as the game progresses, mm-hmm. similar to kind of JaVale, okay. one can okay. start the third. Yep, I'm hearing it. Unless there's like a clear, unless he was just getting smoked by whoever his matchup was, for right? Sure. For sure. But he can start the third, right? And then Gasol can bridge the gap kind of from third to fourth like he did last night. Mm-hmm. And then AD is our center at, at, to close out these games. I like it. Yeah, I like you it. You know? Yeah, I'm following. And that way what you have is you you get the Drummond-LeBron dynamic that was the whole reason you kind of brought him in. Yes. You get Gasol, the facilitator, being able to really use like close to his full arsenal because he's not having to share time with LeBron very often. Mm-hmm. And he can unlock some guys and create some shooting. Mm-hmm. And then you finish with the lineup that is like the best lineup in the NBA yep. most of the time. Yep. You know? And then look, Trez... Trez can be a four. Do you think Trez and Gasol can play together? We haven't seen it much, and I, I I'm just worried that it's like uh, too slow almost. Yeah, I, I, I think of Trez maybe being out there with Braun, or like being uh, out there okay. with Drummond and Braun. Yeah, like okay. just like a monster what lineup. If, what if it was Trez at the five, Braun at the four? Yeah, or something like that. Th- that would need to be very like matchup specific. Course, like course, if someone yeah. tried to go real small on us, like if yeah. if d- let's say we play Dallas somehow somewhere, I don't think we ever would, but mm-hmm. let's say Dallas tries to go real small with us or the Suns try to go really small with us. Mm-hmm. I could see it more with the Suns. I could see that. Yeah, then yeah. that's a lineup that could uh-huh. that could make some sense. Yeah. So, okay. That's where I'm right, at I'm because look, Mike was minus 11 in 21 minutes last night mm-hmm. and Mark was plus 17 in 17 minutes last night. <laughs> Yes. And it, but I think, I think to be fair, Mund played a valuable role in that game. I, I think at least in his defense on Jokic, it wasn't perfect. Yes. The first like, part of the game. Yes. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think that with Jokic, one of the biggest things you need is to, someone to foul him. Yeah. Yeah. Just to for make sure, him uncomfortable sure. right from the jump in the same way that Dwight Howard was doing, get under his skin. Yeah. Hell get thrown out of the game. You know, Get that juices going, and then you... It's like, we've talked about this before, switching up the matchups is the best thing for Jokic, to never let him yeah. feel confident and comfortable yeah. in the way that no, he's I'll used g- to I'll be. give you that. Yeah. I also think, look, I want to... Again, I want to clarify. Yeah. Mund was minus 11 and 21 minutes mm-hmm. with no LeBron James. And I okay. have yeah. now said, yeah. I really don't think that it's fair to judge him like and it. what he's going to be on this team without without LeBron. Very reasonable. Um, but I also want to point out, like, Mark was playing great. Yeah. They pulled Mark out with a few minutes left in the fourth. Drum came in. We didn't score a single basket. They put Mark back in and we won the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Vogel tipped his hand there a little bit. Yeah. Also, I mean, let's uh, let's let's move on to Anthony Davis real quick just because I want to make a point here. Let's do it. I mean, like, we still have not really seen Anthony Davis play the five this season. We saw a glimpse of it against the Kings at the end of that game. We were yep. trying to like lock it down and win and, yep. and it wasn't quite, a, it was a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, it's the, that's the frustrating thing. And that's, I think the ultimate argument for why it's clear that like the, that Vogel isn't really trying to win these games above all mm-hmm. because he's not playing his best lineup in any of these games. On the Anthony Davis point, this is something that we've brought up on the pod before. You're a runner, I'm a runner. We're not elite. Mm-hmm. We're not elite athletes. We've never been very good athletes. No. But we both no. have run marathons. Yes. And we know what it's like not being in marathon shape to going to marathon shape. And 
it takes a, a little while for us to get yes. from A to B. Yes. Even if you're in decent shape, it takes at least two or three weeks to get just your wind back, let alone your strength. Yes. Anthony Davis, we've talked about it. Two or three weeks, he's an elite athlete. His body is ready to perform at the highest level. It still is going to take him some time. And he told us in postgame, I was tired. I was, I'm not quite ready to play 30 minutes yet. And it wasn't, it, it's hard to, to take the physical and the mental and separate them. It wasn't just he wasn't engaged. It was him believing that he wasn't able to get that quick twitch late in the game. Yeah. And then we saw yeah. it against Jokic. We saw it. He was having the drop step quicker than the defender could read it. It was like, yep. boom, there it is. Yep. It, yep. His, it was just back. He was dripping with sweat though. He kind of looked a little bit like Kobe in his last game, yeah, man. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it was that was the first moment of, oh, he's getting it back. The wind, man. Yeah. I, I also think, you know, I, I think it's easier for, easy for, for you know, fans to, to look at these minutes and be like, dog, is it really that tiring to play like 20 minutes of basketball every couple nights? Yeah, it is. It is. Has, and, any, and, yeah. has anybody gone like, I, I, I don't know if people have, but like sparred or wrestled? like jujitsu kind of stuff. That's when you realize how long a minute is. Yeah. It's when you're actually yeah, having for, to perform. For, for sure, yeah. And and the other thing I would say is, is that one, yes, it is because it's not just 20 minutes of play. Mm -hmm. It is like hours of pregame workouts and warmups. I mean, d these dudes are like lifting before games. I, I don't know if fans necessarily realize that. They're like, some of these guys are getting in workouts on game day that would like burn a normal person out mm -hmm. for like a day or two, right? Yeah. And and I think the the point that I want to add on to what you're saying about AD is, yeah, he can get up and he can play 20 minutes or, or 30 minutes or whatever. But I think that it's also like a recovery thing that when you're not in amazing shape and when you are just kind of getting back into it, the recovery takes longer too. True. And so when you have back-to-backs or when you have three games and four nights like we just had, yeah. it doesn't give him a whole lot of time to recover. So like, sure, yeah, yeah that first game, yeah, he should be able to play 25 minutes of professional basketball. Mm -hmm. But without having his wind behind him and without having his legs under him, recovering quickly to then be able to play again the next day is tough. And that's what I thought was most encouraging about the Nuggets game. Yes. Was Very that he point. did. He he was able to, to, to be himself on such a short turnaround. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a couple days before the Clippers. And so that to me was kind of the first sign of like, ah, okay. It's not just that he's playing well in a, in a random game after a day or two of rest. It's that he had no rest and he came back and played even better. Yes. And it's a good sign because this game had stakes. Yeah. And they showed up for it. Yeah. And, and like we've been saying, they started to do some of the things that they that we've been saying they will do when games matter, right? Yep. We've been saying right. Alex Crusoe right. will have a bigger role when games matter. We've been saying Gasol will have a bigger role when games matter. We'll, you know what I mean? We've been saying you'll see the guys try harder and Vogel actually make adjustments when the games matter. And that's mm -hmm. what you saw in this game. That was part of the reason though why I was worried about some of the losses is that we had a few lineups where it was like all these guys played together last year, like speaking yeah. about Keefe. And it was like, oh, yeah. and they handed a shot. And you yeah, know, that was rough stuff like that. But you're right, and I, I, I wouldn't be too worried because 
this team, this team has not just so much talent, but it has got the best steward of talent that the NBA has ever seen. So, and, and LeBron. Wait, who is that? LeBron. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. He's like the captain For, of the I ship. thought you were talking about like, 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 like Judy or something. I Judy. was like, whoa. Vivian. I'm talking about Vivian. <laughs> Vivian. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm so glad she's back. <laughs> I, I'm open. I mean, Gary Vitti still has got my heart. The man basically invented sports science or medicine, yeah. sports medicine. So, yeah. Uh, Look, when he, when he, when he went out and took care of Magic Johnson when he started bleeding on the court mm-hmm. during the All Star mm-hmm. game, that's like a crystallizing moment in sports history. That, you know, he, and, and in, mm-hmm. and in, I think, history for a lot of different things. In my head, that was the first time I was, I mean, I, w- I wasn't, was I alive? I was alive. No, that was, that, yeah, but that was like, we were yeah, babies. Yeah. So, but I, I remember talking about that and watching that to Kobe getting his uh, finger popped back in by Gary Vitti. Mm, I think that was yeah. Gary Vitti's last season, second yeah. last season. Uh, I think that he, I think it was. I think right he there. retired the year that Kobe retired. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I remember listening on uh, uh, ESPN 710, a whole like Gary Vitti special where he, Talked about his whole career and stuff. It was awesome. He's a, in such or a cool out. Guy. Gary Vitti should have a statue outside of outside of Staples Center, like uh, uh, tending to the other statues. In the, <laughs> <laughs> like in the same way that Chick Hearn does. I can see it. Do you put him in the same echelon as Chick Hearn in terms of like uh, non players who are considered Laker greats? I mean, that's a Chick Hearn invented slam dunk, man. <laughs> like shit, man. <laughs> Um, no, I can't. Has there can't. ever been a trainer though that has like no, the I agree, legacy no. that Gary Vitti does? No. I no. think even non-Laker fans know who Gary Vitti is. I'd hope so. He, he, he has worth. He, I mean, he pioneered so much of the field. So maybe not casuals like Magic Johnson, but. <laughs> <laughs> we kid, we kid. Yes. But yeah, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm here. For, I would take a picture with the Gary Vitti statue. Yeah. I'm going on record I, I, there. I think that he should have his name in the rafters or a statue. He's, he needs some sort of totemic recognition. Agreed. Yeah. I'm on board. In. All right. In. Hard nice. in. Uh, this is a pro VD podcast. Yes. No um, VD slander. No, none. Um, all right. So let's talk about upcoming games and seating. Yeah, man. Sound good? Let's do it. Oh, I haven't said it yet. We're still the number one defense in the NBA. Yes. Every pod, baby. Um. I was kind of worried after that. It was too. That Raptors game. I was <laughs> I like, is it gonna I don't know. Uh, but thankfully, we we held we held the Nuggets in check. Um, all right, so let's talk a little about seating. Yeah. So I think we had a little ahead of ourselves last time. We well, kind of said, yeah, it's settled. We're gonna be the fifth seed. Yes. We thought we'd go like nine and three, and that doesn't look so <laughs> likely. Doesn't look possible. But look, we did not know that Schroeder was gonna be out for basically two weeks because yep. of potentially having COVID or at least being in the protocol, which is essentially the rest of the regular season. We did not know that we were not going to have LeBron James. Uh, we thought we'd get him back at some point around when we did. We did not expect to lose him again and lose him for for, for what will be likely three games, yep. Nuggets, Clippers, Blazers. Did not. So, um, and we also, you know, it's funny, you pointed this out to me. We didn't totally think about the stakes of some of the other teams we were playing. I know. Like the Wizards. I know. I think that's um, very, talk about that just for a second. I think that's very important for listeners to consider 
when two teams are playing for very different outcomes. Yeah. The Lakers not really caring and the Wizards needing to win to have any shot of making the playing tournament, basically. It's a playoff game for them. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know that Russell Westbrook is good for one playoff victory. <laughs> what? You know what I saw? What? He could, someone, I don't know how, I've not checked the map on this, but someone said he could basically go scoreless, reboundless, and assistless in every game for the rest of the season and still average triple-double. I saw that on... Uh, for yes. like the fourth straight season in a row or something crazy. Fourth? Like that. Whoa. That's nuts. And yet somehow the dude, no one wants to play with him. I wonder why. <laughs> he He's a good fit for Washington. Yeah, with someone other than Bradley Beal. Yeah, Bradley... You know. He seems like the perfect kind of player to bring in when you know a guy like Beal's going to leave <laughs> to join the Lakers. <laughs> um, all right, so look, we've got seven games left in the entire season. Nuts. Uh, which which is kind of crazy. This is not correct anymore. Um, we've got a lot of playoff or playoff hopeful teams. Yes. Actually, every team except for one is either in the playoffs or hoping to be in the playoffs. So we yeah. have the Clippers on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Then we play the Trailblazers on Friday. So we have a back-to-back -back there. Then we play the Suns, um, Knicks, Rockets, Pacers, Pelicans. So let me just go through that again. Clippers, playoff team. Trailblazers, playoff team. Suns, playoff team. Knicks, playoff team. Rockets, hot garbage. Pacers, <laughs> Pacers uh, play in, likely play in team. And Pelicans are not in the play-in right now, but still have kind of a puncher's chance of, of mm -hmm. making the play-in. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like... And they just won. They beat they the did. Warriors. They yeah. did. They did. Lonzo pulled it out. Um, 33. We could, be, we could be playing both the Pacers and Pelicans to end this season uh, for very meaningful games for them, potentially. Lonzo scored 33 points. Yeah, he had a big game. He, he hit the tie. He hit the three to tie the game, and then he hit the 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 go ahead bucket. Love it. Love he's playing well. Guys. I, he's playing I, well. I just I just love seeing the you know the people that we were, the the kids that we were invested in thrive. Even yeah, because we weren't just blowing smoke. We thought they were good, and they are. We we're excited to have them on the on the team at the time, and they they, they are good. Yeah, yeah. So look the. Pacers, the Pacers are probably in. They're, mm, well, yeah. They, I mean, yeah, yeah. But the Pacers are only a half game ahead of the Wizards. Mm -hmm. So we could end up playing a Pacers team that is trying to be the ninth seed instead of the 10th seed and, and have, right? Yeah, half game. So uh, we could end up playing a very motivated Pacers team at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And we could also end up playing a very motivated Pelicans team that's right now, uh, I don't know if the standings have adjusted based on them winning, but but what I'm looking at says they're two games behind the Spurs who are in 10th. So mm -hmm. I, I just think it's important to realize like the Rockets are the only team we're playing with nothing to play for. Yes, actively because even, wanting to lose. <laughs> yeah, because even even amongst the other teams, like the, the Knicks uh, are only a game and a half ahead of the Hawks in fifth. So, I mean, maybe they won't really care, but maybe they'd like to play a home game in Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or have home court for that ser series. Um, reasonable. But, like, right now, 
the Suns and Jazz are tied. Yeah. The Nuggets and Clippers are tied. Yeah. Like these teams have something to play for still if they care about seeding. So sure. I think we have a pretty difficult kind of finishing lineup here. I think that's good for this team to get ready for the playoffs that we're we're playing against teams that are going to be trying hard. Mm-hmm. But look, right now we're fifth in the West. We're only a half game up on the Mavs in sixth. And we are only one game ahead of the Blazers in seventh. And again, we're playing the Clippers on Thursday. Who are uh, on a three-game losing streak. Yes. I don't know yes. if that's good or bad. <laughs> well, but. I think they're kind of having a little bit of the the post-project mentality. Kawhi's mm. back, and I think that mm-hmm. you know they're maybe adjusting a little yep. bit. Before yep. that, they were rolling. Yep. Um, and then we play the Blazers. So it's very likely that that Blazers game... like Really matters. Really, really matters. Yep. Um, so... It looks like fifth through seventh is the likeliest outcome, right? Though I gotta, I gotta interrupt. Do you really think the Mavs are going to continue on this pace? They're seven and three over the last ten. Do you really think that that's? Let me tell you who they're playing. All right, hit me. This is their. This is, yes, I do. This is who Dallas is. Playing. They only play <laughs> one playoff team. Shoot. They play the Nets, and then from there it's Cavs, Cavs, Grizzlies, <laughs> no. Pelicans, Raptors, Timberwolves. They have double Cavs and Timberwolves. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Are the Cavs at the yeah. bottom? No, they're... <laughs> and then they're going to have a Raptors team that just wants to get back to Toronto. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so bad for so, them. What a awful so the, Yeah, so actually, I, I actually, at this point, Luke, kind of think that I would put my money on Dallas finishing fifth. Man. Because of how easy the remainder, remainder of their schedule is yeah. and because of how difficult I think the remainder of our schedule is. But also Portland's... Portland's is not easy. They get the Cavs, but then they play the Lakers, they play the Spurs, they play the Rockets, Jazz, Suns, Nuggets. And the Spurs have got something to fight for because they're at 10th right now. Yes, absolutely. And for the Spurs, that's also one of those games where like they might end up playing Portland. Right. Totally fair. And, and so yeah. you kind of want to like yeah. have a have some confidence going into that. Good point. Good point. Um, and even, so I mean, Jazz Suns Nuggets to end out the season could go one of two ways. If those mm-hmm. teams are still fighting for seeding or real, or if like the Nuggets really don't want to play the Lakers or something, yes, they could be trying really hard to win. At the same time, if seeding is set, those guys could be resting. Exactly. And the Portland and Trailblazers could have just like Rockets and then a resting Jazz Suns Nuggets to close out with. So yep. I, I think that fifth is probably pretty unlikely at this point, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that seventh is out of the question because of kind of how potentially easy the end of the Portland's schedule could be. But yeah. I, I still think it's probably not super likely. I think sixth is probably more likely for us. I just want to throw something out. Do you think Warriors are going to be eighth? Do I think Warriors are going to be eighth? Um, like, because I, I think it's interesting that you know eight yeah. through ten because they're basically the same record. Uh, Warriors, Grizz, Spurs—they all have almost a five hundred record. I do Warriors hashtag and, Steph better. Warriors and uh and Grizz are have the exact same record. Yeah. I, I do because of Steph Curry. Yeah. 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 Totally. He's out of his mind right now. And if he can keep it up, I don't see one of these teams catching him. Wouldn't it be awesome to see um Steph upset the Suns? <laughs> yes. It could yes, happen. It would. I, it that could would happen. be amazing. Well, especially because of like the Chris Paul history and, totally. and that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. That would be, exactly. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah. 
So, you know, what's interesting though is uh, if we're sixth today, mm-hmm. if we were in sixth, we'd be playing the Nuggets. So even though we've gone from fifth to sixth. It's the same the nu- matchup. The Nuggets have technically passed the Clippers yep. and gone into third. Yep. Uh, the Clippers are playing the Raptors tonight, so that could change. Um, but we're I this, guess the point is, is yeah. at this point, it's it still kind of looks like the Nuggets are, are... It's Nuggets or Clippers, basically. Yeah. And we're on the same page. Nuggets, probably preferable. Yeah, I would rather play the Nuggets. Yeah, I could see either of them pushes to seven, though. Totally. I, I mean, look, I think what it comes down to for me is this Nuggets team is obviously really hurting without Jamal Murray. Yeah. I can't believe I said that. I don't I don't agree with what I just said. LeBron's on our team. They're not gonna push us to seven. Dude, this is classic the week or two before playoff. You're right, LeBron exactly. That, that's you're it, like, that just came. Oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. could, this, could this like <laughs> Meh team pushes to seven. <laughs> the ghosts of LeBron passed. We're like, you fucking kidding me, bro? Seven games? Come on. <laughs> we've taught you this. We've learned this lesson before. Um, I just think I would rather play the Nuggets because Jamal Murray is out. Yeah. That, that's yeah, really what right, it comes down right. to, right? We, we'd be playing a healthy and whole Clippers team mm-hmm. and we'd be playing a Nuggets team missing a key, a key player for them. I'll, I'll be honest. I like Nuggets with Jamal Murray might worry me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yeah, still think we would win. Yep. But given where the team is right now, I think is the other piece of this, yes, right? Of course. It's important to put exactly. it in context. We're not firing on all cylinders. No. So I'd rather not play a team that has all of its stars healthy and in place Fair. if we can avoid it. Exactly. You know? Yes. So we need that chance to ramp up. Yes. And uh, yes, and this would give us the best chance to do so. So We'll do our best, man. I'm ho- I'm really hoping that this this uh, AD kick continues. I think it will, but then again, progress is not linear. I mean, especially coming back from an injury, there are starts and stops, and that's part of what uh, worries me a little bit about LeBron, but at the same time, two steps forward, one step back. Missing these games could be that step back. He's, he's, in, his, he's in his Vegeta cryogenic chamber. <laughs> he actually is. That's not a joke. <laughs> he really has... Like a, a a like decompression chamber or whatever. We need we need like a hyperbolic time chambers for everybody to um, run some five on five drills in there. <laughs> I mean, they could you could actually do that. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> the pressure would be pretty insane, but I mean, no, I mean, th- th- like that's actually what he's really doing. Like he he is actually hyper oxygenating his blood at super high pressure. I'm not I'm not making this up. This is really what he's doing. If I did that, would it do anything? Do you have yes. to be LeBron in order yes. for that to do No, anything? no, because go check this out. Yeah, There's actually a bunch of research happening in Israel right now where okay. they're taking elderly people okay. and having them spend like a couple hours, a couple days a week in a compression chamber where basically they take them down to the equivalent of like 100 feet underwater okay. in terms of pressure, uh-huh. like a few couple atmospheres, right? Yeah. And that means that the concentration of the oxygen that's in your blood is higher. Uh-huh. Because the actual volume of the room hasn't changed, but the the pressure has. Yes. So there's like more molecules per per like you know liter of lung or whatever, and that hyperoxygenation is actually like resulting in some kind of anti aging signals. Whoa! In some of these elderly folks, like cognitive improvement, like like muscle recovery improvement, like like some some actually legitimately exciting 
things. And so when I'm when we when we talk about LeBron or AD being in their like hyperbaric chamber, we're making a Dragon Ball Z joke, but it's not a joke. LeBron actually has one of these. He's like posted pictures inside of it. He literally is doing this to help himself heal. Akira Toriyama on the forefront sports medicine. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers for joining us. Um, best of luck to LeBron as he heals up his magic ankle. Um, what's his, what's his uh, bone? What are his bones made out of? Adamantium? Adamantium. Adamantium. Yeah. Adamantium. Yeah. It can only be forged at high pressure. Uh, I want to invite all of you to subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Pods, or wherever you get your podcasts and check out the other shows on TBPN. Check us out on social media at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Luke, is that why Aquaman is is like a superhero? Because he's just been at depth, at pressure? Oh, man. Even in that oxygen-rich air? If, water? If I stay in a hyperbaric chamber for long enough, will I be able to talk to fish? No. Oh. But I think you might be a superhero when you come out of it. I, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try and talk to fish. <laughs> Damn it. Well, here's the thing. You can talk to them. They're just not going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> See you, John. See ya. <laughs>